0: In September, longtime Democratic Senator Dianne Feinstein passed away after several months of severe health issues. At 90 years old, she was the oldest sitting congressman at the time of her death. But despite holding her Senate seat for over three decades, her last year was overshadowed by her stance to not resign. Due to her age and poor health, many of her constituents felt that she was unfit to hold office. Some even called for a legal restriction on the number of terms she and other congressmen can serve, also known as term limits.
1: Term limits is basically just the idea that no one should be allowed to become a career politician, that when you're elected to an office, that's supposed to be about public service representing your constituents, representing the people, doing the right thing, changing the system before it can change you. And unfortunately, too many elected officials have taken advantage of these positions for personal gain. They've stayed in Washington for way too long, become disconnected from the people. It's become for them more about self-service than public service. And a term limit is basically just saying, Every six years or so for the House, every 12 years or so for the Senate, you need to come home. It's time for new leadership. We want fresh ideas in office.
0: That's Nick Tombalides, executive director of the nonprofit U.S. Term Limits. One reason he lobbies for these limits is because Congress doesn't require mental competency tests. And as reps age into their 80s and 90s, the risk multiplies for conditions like dementia and Alzheimer's. Like Feinstein, some of our country's leading politicians, like Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Grassley, and even President Joe Biden, have drawn criticism for seeking re-election. But with political polarization at an all-time high, many feel that it's too risky for these career politicians to step down.
1: I think one of the bigger examples people have seen is Mitch McConnell, who has had these two have been described as neurological events where he'll just be speaking and then he'll freeze for 30 full seconds and no one knows what's going on and he's not being forthcoming about his health situation to the public. And that's also part of the problem due to the lack of term limits and just the polarization that we have in this country. Holding on to these Senate seats has become so important to both parties. They're both thinking we need these long-term incumbents because they always get reelected and we don't want to risk a competitive Senate race where we might lose control and then we won't be able to appoint the judges we want and so forth. It's just become such a high-stakes political game.
0: In the 2022 midterm elections, incumbents won 98% of the races. With these stats, it's no surprise that some politicians have spent decades in Congress. But implementing term limits wouldn't just address the issue of age. It could also make Congress much more effective.
1: Members of Congress have a lot on their plates. They have these 1,000-page bills on very important subjects that they should be studying, they should be reading all the time and becoming experts. But unfortunately, they're so consumed with getting reelected that they don't spend most of their time actually doing their jobs. They spend most of their time trying to keep their jobs. With term limits, you would have citizen leaders, people who know that their job is to come into Washington for a very short time, get things done, have priorities, and then go home to live under the laws that they've made. One of the examples is the shot clock in basketball. When you know you only have a fixed amount of time to do something, it gives you a sense of urgency. You're not just standing around dribbling the ball. You're trying to accomplish something. That's essentially what term limits would deliver for Washington.
0: Like Tombalidis, the majority of Americans are also in favor of term limits. Even though anything political tends to be extremely controversial these days, This idea is supported by people on both sides of the aisle.
1: The polls show that term limits, believe it or not, is the most popular and bipartisan issue in the country. 87% of Americans favor it. A very small number are opposed. This is according to the latest Pew Research poll. And it doesn't matter age, race, gender, uh, political affiliation. Everyone is in favor of term limits except for the political elite in Washington. They're the only ones who oppose it because it's a threat to their power that they never want to give up.
0: If so many Americans support term limits, then why don't we have them? Casey Burgett, the Legislative Affairs Program Director at George Washington University, says it would be hard to get Congress to support something that restricts their own power. Another reason? A lot of experts actually believe term limits are a horrible idea.
2: If you talk to members of Congress or their high-level staff, they'll be the first ones to tell you, "Is like, this is a really, really bad idea. I mean, it's good politics. It's an easy messaging bill that we can get a lot of support from. But I recognize because I've served in this institution that whomever comes after me is going to really, really struggle to do this job really well. It's the same reasons why we want experienced attorneys, experienced pilots, experienced surgeons. It should be no different for policymaking, which is an incredibly hard job, despite it being talked about as something that you can just go do for a couple of years and then go back to your whatever career you're doing before. It's never been that simple. And it's in an increasingly complex world. It will never be that simple.
0: Though term limits weed out bad politicians from office, it pushes out the good ones as well. Birgit adds that it also takes power away from our elected reps just to hand it over to special interest groups and lobbyists.
2: People who are not advocates of term limits argue that everything that they say they would do in positive sense by adopting them, they'll actually make worse. It will increase the influence of those very same interests that they are against right now, particularly special interest groups and lobbyists, mostly because Legislating is an incredibly hard business, that it is uh, very difficult to learn the ways of Capitol Hill come with its own arcane procedures that are very, very tough to learn. There is no school to be a legislature. You usually have to learn the skills on the job. And if you don't know the answers to a lot of questions and including procedural or issue based answers. You go find someone who does. And if you're turning over all the time, the people who know the ones that are the constants in the room and those are going to be the special interest group. So the same people you're trying to limit their influence, you'll actually make more powerful by adopting term limits.
0: Another common argument for term limits is that it will help address political polarization in our very divided country. However, Birgit says term limits will only make polarization worse, not better. With more open elections, he predicts there'll be even more candidates with extreme platforms than there are today.
2: Term limit advocates say that it would reduce polarization in Congress, that you would get people to to start paying attention to voters back home rather than be worried about their next career move. That's unlikely to be the case too. The more with the reality is that we're an incredibly polarized country right now, that polarization is quickening as voters sort themselves across issues, across geographies, across demographics. And the more often you turn over members of Congress, you're literally requiring more people to run in more elections. And with the fewer and fewer competitive elections out there, that means that you're effectively choosing your members of Congress in the primary elections, where our most ardent partisans show up, the ones that are least likely to compromise to win the seat. And then when they get to DC, they're less likely to compromise across the aisle there too.
0: Though Burgett warns that term limits will lead to more radical candidates, Tombalides disagrees. In fact, he says that more open elections will bring in more diversity. Right now, 16 state governments have term limits, and these legislatures have seen a rise in women and POC reps. If adopted at the federal level, we could see a similar phenomenon there, too.
1: I think term limits would allow for competitive elections, because right now you have this situation where incumbents are so powerful. They have all the money, all the special interests donate to incumbents. They give $10 to the incumbent for every $1 they might give to a challenger. And As a result, the deck has been completely stacked against outsiders, against new blood entering into the system. Unfortunately, the only time you really see new perspectives is when you have an open seat election. You see real competition. The voters have a real choice. Congress is disproportionately old, white, rich, and male. It's unrepresentative. In the states where we have term limits, we've seen more women getting elected who've historically been underrepresented. We've seen more minority members getting elected who've historically been unrepresented. By and large, term limits is a way to make Congress look like the American people again, because it has not done so in a very long time.
0: To find out more about Nick Tombalides, Casey Burgett, and all of our featured guests, visit viewpointsradio.org. This segment was written and produced by Grace Galanti. Our executive producer is Amira Zaveri. Studio production by Jason Dickey. I'm Marty Peterson. Coming up next week... There was lots of little moments, things like me asking my four-year-old son to come sit on my lap and him saying, no, mom, you smell bad and your teeth are purple. She was a corporate success, but behind closed doors, she was downing two bottles of wine a day. Then they push me, shoved me, kicked me, punched me, jabbed me with the American flag still attached to the flagpole. A former Capitol Police Sergeant recounts the traumatic events of January 6th, I'm Marty Peterson.
1: And I'm Gary Price. These stories in-depth on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints.
0: And that's Viewpoints for this week. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more about upcoming shows, and find a library of past programs on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and more information about our guests at viewpointsradio.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Viewpoints.